What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and Body Extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. In ancient times, man roamed the earth in a constant state of hunting or being hunted. Introducing Caveman, where cutting-edge science meets ancient super nutrients. Secure your bottle right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, theamericanfreedomparty.us. You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. The other day, I pointed out online that without Jewish power and Jewish-created institutions and paradigms, there would be almost no anti-white whites, and those few would be widely acknowledged to be nutcases. One respondent said I was wrong about this. He was probably referring to the madness of abolitionism in the 19th century, which was largely responsible for the terrible bloodletting of the U.S. Civil War and the egregiously anti-white Reconstruction regime illegally imposed on the American South after the war. And I can see why, thinking about that time period, he might think I was blind to the obvious fact that Jews were not a major factor in the abolition movement. But I had already considered the phenomenon of abolitionism when I made my statement. And I stand by my statement. For abolitionism was at its heart 
a Christian phenomenon. And Christianity surely falls under the category of a Jewish-created institution or paradigm. To be sure, it was created a long time ago, and occasionally it has gotten quite a bit out of control from the Jewish point of view, both in terms of opposing Jewish agendas and in tempting the odd Jew here and there to convert. There is no such thing, really, which tradition-obsessed Jews strongly dislike. But Christianity was built upon a Jewish base and was built largely by Jews, and its central ideas were invented or selected by Jews. It's largely mythical central figure was a Jew and was even referred to as rabbi on occasion. And without Christianity's anti-racial message that there is neither Jew nor Greek, but all are one in Christ Jesus, abolitionism as a fanatically zealous anti-white pro-race mixing movement could never have taken root and become powerful. Christianity has strongly affected the inner sense of identity of white people, too. And not just those who are fanatically anti-white. Many ordinary white people, Christians and even some non-Christians, are so used to the idea of Christendom being a synonym for white civilization, that they assume when they first hear about it that the National Alliance itself is a Christian organization. Dr. William Pierce, the founder of Cosmotheism and of the National Alliance, touched on this in the March 2002 National Alliance Bulletin, quote, an interesting psychological phenomenon on which I have commented in several issues of the bulletin is that displayed by people who send hostile letters to the national office saying, in effect, You people claim to be Christians, but you ignore the teachings of the Bible, which says that all races are the same. Don't you even know that Jesus was a Jew? They have had the idea planted in their heads that the Alliance is some sort of Christian organization, presumably by Jewish propaganda linking us to Christian identity and Catholic traditionalist groups, which also are on the Jews' hit list. Reading our material or listening to one of my broadcasts should persuade them otherwise, but it doesn't. It probably took quite a bit of effort by the Jews to pound the idea into their heads, and it'll take dynamite to get it out. Close quote. I would add that it's not just Jewish propaganda that causes this mistake. It's the deeply embedded false identity and false history that Christians have imbibed since their first Sunday school class and summer Bible camp. Millions of our people, if asked, what were we like in ancient times? Or what are our deepest roots? 
would not see a picture in their minds of classical and Germanic Europeans forging a great civilization against titanic odds in the often inhospitable clime of post-Ice Age Europe, of developing philosophical thought and scientific methods and ways of thinking that have unlocked the secrets of the universe for us to a greater extent than for any other people who have ever lived on planet Earth. No. Instead, they see bearded, wandering Hebrews being expelled from Egypt, slaughtering the Canaanites and founding Israel, and then being persecuted by the terrible white people from Rome and tempted by the false ideas of the terrible white people from Greece. Instead, they see a Jew crucified on a cross, saving us from our naturally wicked ways. I had an experience back in 2016 that powerfully demonstrated this psychological phenomenon. Quote, A couple of days ago, I talked to some Southern Christian conservatives. The topic was current events. All they could talk about was a recent Security Council resolution that criticized Israel and which Fetchett hadn't vetoed. These were good, solid citizens, intelligent and successful white men, a cut above average. I like them. These men also had some degree of racial consciousness, didn't like political correctness or anti-white politicians, and thought their Confederate heritage was just great. Something, though, holds them back from embracing white racial nationalism. They were fundamentalist Christians, one and all, that type so typical of the American South, where one's daily walk with Jesus is taken not only literally, but with deadly seriousness, even by the educated. Bible prophecy looms large in their largely ludicrous efforts to make sense of the world around them. They spoke first. The monkey in the White House has betrayed God's chosen people. The UN is anti-God because it's anti-Israel. There really is no such thing as the Palestinian people. All the land belongs to God's holy ones, the Jews. We ought to just let Israel bomb the lot of them to hell, or we should do it for them. These Palestinians are always making trouble for God's people, and they should just be killed. Nations that bless Israel will be blessed, and nations that curse Israel will be cursed. America needs to bless Israel. This is an abridgment, you understand. Really, about half of their words were quotes and cites of Bible verses offered as proof of their claims, as if they could possibly prove anything. And it was then, even before I spoke, that I realized what was holding these good men back, holding them back not only from understanding the Jewish role in their own displacement and destruction, holding them back not only from racial nationalism, but actually holding them back from even knowing who they themselves are. 
and from being what nature intended them to be. It's what Dr. Pierce described as one of the major opposed ideologies arrayed against white people and against the National Alliance. Christianity I know some of these fellows reasonably well, well enough to know that when they think of God, they very definitely think of a Jew. When they think of our purposes on earth, one of the most important is to serve and protect God's chosen, the Jewish people. When they think of their heritage, once you go back beyond a couple of hundred years, they literally think of Jews in sandals and flowing robes wandering around the Middle East with Moses and the Ark of the Covenant. They actually think that is their heritage. They may think of themselves as white Americans or white men, but only incidentally and secondarily. Primarily, they think of themselves as Baptists or Evangelicals or some other kind of Christian. That's their identity. They genuinely feel more of a connection to some African or dark Mid-Easterner who professes Christianity than they do to a white freethinker. The African Christian is one of us to them. The white freethinker is not. No wonder they're confused. No wonder they always lose. They don't even know who they are. They worship their most deadly enemies. They welcome suicide via racial mixing. At least, in theory, they do, as long as the weaponized DNA carrier says he loves Jesus. And that theory is often put into practice these days. And even some of the people who have taken the red pill on race have a holdover of this mentality waiting to be detonated in our midst and ruining all the forward progress we've made. Close quote. Among the white population, it's the evangelical Christians who practically worship Israel and actually fly the Israeli flag or include it as an emoji right next to their names on their social media profiles. It's the Catholic Christians who call the Jews their elder brothers in the faith. It's the identity Christians and British Israel types who assert that we ourselves are actually Hebrews and sometimes claim that modern Jews are somehow Khazar imposters. That's nonsense, of course. DNA analysis is quite clear. Ashkenazi Jews have around 60% Middle Eastern ancestry and are also approximately 40% admixed with whites. A tiny fraction of Khazar genes may have entered their gene pool. This happened with many nations that were their hosts and is not greatly remarkable or significant. 
But the Jews of today aren't imposters. They really are connected by ancestry to the Jews who wrote the Torah. And most importantly, we are not so connected, either genetically or historically. And then we have the more educated type of Christian, the conservative supporter of, say, Hillsdale College or Prager University, who slaver all over the place about our great Judeo-Christian heritage and say, as Babylon Bee managing editor Joel Berry recently said, that the Jews are the co-inventors of Western civilization. To which I say, the Jews are the co-inventors of Western civilization like tapeworms are vitamins. We as a people have lost our way. In very large numbers, we don't even know who we are. We need to remedy that situation. In 1978, Dr. William Pierce published What is to be Done, which is also available in the book The Best of Attack and National Vanguard, which is available at Cosmotheist Books, in which he delineates the organizational structure necessary for our people to regain their self-awareness and begin to build a new nation. Quote, What is to be done to save our race in spite of itself? The answer in brief is that an organization must be built which satisfies the following requirements. It must be, first of all, not an ad hoc organization, but an organization based on fundamental principles, an organization with a worldview, essentially religious in nature, shared by every member of the organization. It must be, in structure, a hierarchical organization, like an army or a religious order, with a degree of understanding, of commitment, and of discipline increasing with the level of responsibility in the organization. It must be, in scope, an all-encompassing organization, an organization which not only generates propaganda and which recruits and trains new members, but which becomes eventually a community unto itself, self-sufficient spiritually and materially, providing all the functions and capabilities needed for carrying out its task, ultimately a separate state within the state. Close quote. A state within a state, a new society, led by an elite imbued with an essentially religious mission, a cosmotheist mission, which defines not only the purpose of its members' lives, but the purpose of life itself in the universe. This is Dr. Pierce's vision of a white future. This is what must be the basis, the bedrock, the very beginning 
of a new state that will ensure the survival of our kind in the universe. You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. My brothers, my sisters, I bring you a message of solidarity, a call to action, and a demand for adherence to duty of an Aryan resurgence and ultimately total Aryan victory. We have broken the chains of Jewish thought. We know not the meaning of the word mine, it is ours. Our race, the totality of our people. Ten hearts, one beat. One hundred hearts, one beat. Ten thousand hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow. The flow of our people. 
Onward we will go, onward to the stars, high above the mud, the mud of yellow, black, and brown. So kinsman, duty calls. The future is now. If months from now you have not yet fully committed yourself to the Alliance, then you have an effect not only betrayed your race, you have betrayed yourself. So stand up like men and drive the enemy into the sea. Stand up like men and swear a sacred oath upon the green graves of our sires that you will reclaim what our forefathers discovered, explored, conquered, settled, built, and died for. Stand up like men and reclaim our soil. Kinsmen, arise. Look towards the stars and proclaim our destiny. Defeat never, victory forever. Thanks for listening to Project Schoolyard Volume 2. For more information about the project, as well as lyric to the songs on this CD, please visit www.tightrope.cc. You can also find jokes, news articles, a photo gallery, free CD downloads, and a secure online shopping cart. We carry a full line of flags, t-shirts, CDs, books, stickers, and other products of interest to racially conscious white people. Please visit www.tightrope.cc. Hill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile, by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with de Grel's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco's Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness. Despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers, he stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. De Grel's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader, Get Leon DeGrell in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com. Oh,